0: Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the Whatnots Review Show, uh, where each week we have a different story to talk about. We cover all sorts of mediums and genres, all sorts of things, so there is bound to be something that you guys will like uh, or can check out. You guys can hop in at any episode you want. But for today, we are talking about in a- 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 audio drama podcast marvels uh mm-hmm. i'm i'm excited to talk about this one but we'll get to that in just a sec my name is kyle springer and i am joined as always by melissa wilkinson
1: yep melissa how are you uh, i'm sweaty kyle <laughs> oh no <laughs> i went to the grocery store this morning huh and just hauling all those bags up three flights of stairs really, really did it to me.
0: <laughs> it's it it's it. The lack of exercise we're all g- g- getting really hits right. d- 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 different when you have to like walk upstairs. Now that we're all <laughs> in quarantine.
1: <laughs> yeah, and I've been like trying to exercise more, but then I got paranoid. Like I'm breathing too heavy. Even if I have a mask on outside, I'm still breathing too heavy to go outside. My germs will get out. I'll infect someone and kill them. Maybe I shouldn't go outside. How do I breathe less? (laughs) (laughs) Lots of worries. (laughs) How do I
0: breathe less?
1: (laughs) Right. I might be overdoing it. (laughs) (laughs) Breathing seems to be the major problem nowadays. like, Should I do it less? If I breathe less, can other people breathe more? (laughs) How is
0: the breathing economy out there? Right, right. right.
1: <laughs> Should I save this? Say, give some to others.
0: It's funny because this past week, Nintendo released a free game on Nintendo Switch, uh, which is just a jump rope g- 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 game. And you take Aww. the Joy Cons off of the Nintendo Switch and you act like you're jump roping. R- r- it's just like, okay, Nintendo, thanks. <laughs> <laughs>
1: That sounds whimsical. Yeah,
0: it's good. Um let's see. yeah, my, my week has been good. I've been playing a lot of video game games since the last of us part two just came out. been up till like six in the morning for the past two nights. uh so i I am running on very little sleep at the moment, but it's good. Mm-hmm. I am here and I'm gonna bring the energy. So <laughs> thank you. yeah. um yeah, so t- today. We are talking about Marvels, the audio mm. dr- drama podcast, uh, based off of a, the graphic novel of the same name. Let's see. I have it right here with me so you guys can see it. Haha, Marvels! It is. Um, Ooh. The graphic novel uh, was by Kurt Busick and Alex Ross, uh, but this audio drama uh, is by a whole bunch of different people that we have covered multiples of their stuff on the show in some way, shape, or form. Uh, I know mm-hmm. it's written by Lauren Shippen, who also did the Bright Sessions podcast. I know it's directed by Paul Bay uh, from The Black Tapes, as well as The Big Loop. Mm-hmm. Um, I know sound design was by Misha Stanton. Uh yeah, like a, just a, some superstars within the a- audio drama podcast. Uh, yeah. sphere. they they got together to work on this. I I remember Paul Bay tweeting about this when he was like traveling to go do something, and he he put up some tweet uh, where. PSA was like why are you leaving the country he goes oh I'm hired by Marvel to go work on on something and I, <laughs> I thought it was some m- m- movie or something like that he's like nope just a podcast <laughs> oh so, good stuff uh Melissa let me ask you this yes where, where did you hear about this podcast? Was I the first one to mention this to you, or have oh, you seen oh, this? Oh, absolutely
1: on not, night? Kyle. <laughs> oh
0: man, I was hoping. I was I'd the
1: been first. hearing a no, no. I'd been hearing a bunch of commercials for this. I think this was originally on Stitcher Premium. Correct. Yeah. Uh, it's out in the public now, and they're connected with the Earwolf Comedy Podcasting Network. So I think I heard a bunch of commercials for this on like Comedy Bang Bang and How Did This Get Made? Gotcha. Okay. Yeah.
0: That makes sense. Yeah, I, I, I remember when this first came out. Uh, yeah, it was on Stitcher Premium. And it was, I, I'm going to say a couple weeks ago, I think I saw Misha tweet that it was all out. It was it was like, finally out free to the public. You guys can go listen to this on Apple Podcasts or Google Play or wherever you get your podcasts. Um. And I was like, oh, sweet. I'll have to finally check it out. Yeah. And last week on the show, we covered the very first 10 issues of The Fantastic Four uh, from Mm -hmm. Stan Lee and Jack Kirby. And we had a great time with that. There was some ups and downs. It, it, It was a very different writing style from modern day comics and stuff. So it's a little bit different uh just j- 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 to get used to but i wanted to pitch audio dramas this week and i threw this one mm-hmm. in there as a potential follow-up because yeah. this uh focuses around uh some characters kind of following up the fantastic Four's big fight with galactus their first big fight with G- galactus which I remember correctly is in issues like 48 through 50 of the original comics um Mm -hmm. so it's it's somewhere in there it's old old comics uh but then there was this much more recent graphic novel uh which kind of took a different spin on things and this podcast is now doing their own version of the graphic novel
1: there you go Mm -hmm. what did you think now that we've dived in I like this. It's really well produced, mm-hmm. really high end, deep sound design on this one. I do appreciate this is one of the most well sound designed podcasts I have heard. The story's neat. I dig the structure of it. I was never entirely sure where it was going to go. And it was neat to hear a uh, Marvel superhero story. Yeah, sure. I know they've done this before with Wol- the Wolverine podcast, which I think I have pitched to you, but we haven't picked yet. Yeah. So this is the first one I've listened to. Cool.
0: Yeah, it's uh in 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 terms of pr- pr- production and quality and a- acting and all of that stuff. It's fantastic. Um mm-hmm. I I enjoyed it a lot for that stuff. However, I'm going to be honest, <laughs> I ended up not liking this. Um mm-hmm. I yeah, I I think overall it it was fine. I think it ended up being the case of they borrowed the name of this graphic n- n- novel and it ultimately had nothing to do with the graphic n- 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 novel. Oh, um,
1: <laughs> well, I've never read the graphic novel, yeah. so I have nothing to compare it to. So
0: that, I think, is where my disappointment stems mm-hmm. Uh But yeah, if you've never read the graphic n- 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 novel, first of all, I highly r- 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 recommend it. It's fantastic. Um, but yeah, it, it, like if, if you're not familiar with what the actual story is, I think this is perfectly fine. It's a great story. Um, I, I, I think I just have some personal attachments to, to, to know what this story was, yeah. and then they didn't do that. And I was like, oh, I kind of would have liked to see the other thing. <laughs> but, yeah, uh, I understand. Oh, well, Yeah. There you go. Uh, Let's see. Let's do a quick synopsis of what Mm -hmm. this audio drama was all about. uh, And then we will get into some housekeeping and spoilers after that. This audio drama follows a photographer and uh, journalist Phil Sheldon as well as one Ben Er 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 Arik. Um, And they are investigating the aftermath of the Fantastic Four's fight with Galactus. Uh, They have come across some new information, some theories by J. Jonah Jameson, uh, (laughs) that maybe this whole Galactus thing was a hoax. And Mm -hmm. at first they're just like, oh, it's J. Jonah Jameson. He's up to his normal (laughs) shenanigans. And then he actually starts mentioning a few things, and they're actually like, well, that's... Yeah, you you, you might have something. I guess we Mm -hmm. should investigate that. And upon further investigation, yeah, they conclude this whole thing was a hoax. Uh, But the story does not stop there. They continue investigating as more and more evidence comes to light. Um, They run into Peter Parker, into Spider-Man. Yeah. Uh, they talk with the Fantastic Four. They talk with the Silver Surfer. Uh, there, there's all sorts of characters that pop up in this one. Oh, I, I I think if if you um, are a big fan of comics, uh, just in, in general, or the MCU, just uh, you like those movies, I think this will be right up your alley.
1: Yeah. A good, or if good you story. like... uh other semi-investigative audio dramas. Like if you did listen to Black Tapes or Tannis or Rabbits or something like that, I think this would also fit right in. Another thing I want to mention that I didn't know going into this podcast is that it's a period piece. It's all set in like 1966, like old school, the original era of the Fantastic Four. This is not a contemporary story. Yeah,
0: yeah. It's uh, like a couple years after... The Fantastic Four have been around and stuff. This is still like at at the start of the Marvel universe, uh, so to speak. Um, but yeah, it's 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 a it's an interesting one. I kind of showed the g- 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 graphic novel a little bit last week when I was pitching it, but it's all painted by Alex R- R- Ross. Yeah, he does all of those like superhero paintings and. Hmm. Uh, let me see if I can show you guys again more of his stuff. <laughs>
1: if you're a if you're a comic book layperson like me, you may have seen his work on Kingdom Come. Yes. Is that right? The yeah. DC Comics which, graphic novel.
0: Yeah, that will
1: mention which that I couldn't movie. tell you what that book um, is about, but I've seen imagery from it, and I recognize that. And uh, yeah. another person may as well, if that helps you place the style in your mind.
0: Exactly. Let me uh. I know Alex Ross did yeah the artwork on that but didn't Kurt Busick write that one
1: as well I don't know <laughs> comic. I just said all I, I remember should've... from it are what some pictures look like
0: I should know that no it's Mark Wade I should have mm-hmm. known okay um
1: have we covered anything else by Kurt Busick or have I just heard? the commercial for this audio drama so many times that his name has ingrained into my head as something familiar. I
0: don't know if you and I have done anything that Kurt Busiek okay. did. Um, back on the Whatnots podcast when it was just me and Paul, we covered... God, why am I blanking on the name? Uh, we covered... It, it's, an, it's Astro City by Kurt Busick. Mm-hmm. um and that is kind of this indie superhero tale but it's about like the everyday la 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 la, la-, la- lives of the people that live in the city of the superheroes he- like the stress that is behind the powers of like having super he- he- hearing and being a- a- able <laughs> to hear everything and just like not being a- a- able to turn it off or what it's like for a normal person to ride the bus to work while the bridge is shut down because there's a villain fighting and stuff and stuff like that. Um, it's it, it's a really good good book that I think I should also check out, which I guess would have been one of my recommendations at the <laughs> end of this. Here it is at the beginning. Yeah, here it is at the beginning. Um, yeah. Also, <sighs> hi Jack. Jack is in the, the chat with us today. Thank
1: you for joining us.
2: Yeah.
0: Uh, if you, you guys would also like to be in the live streams of this, we do live stream this for our Patreon supporters at the $1 tier. Uh, so you guys can go to patreon.com slash the whatnots and support us there. Uh, Did, did, did you have... Anything else that you wanted to add to kind of general synopsis or your thoughts on some of that stuff?
1: Ah, we should also mention Marsha, who's like the third point of this investigative team. Mm-hmm. She is a uh, a college student. She's also a photojournalist. Photo she's kind of like Phil's protege that he's training. And she's working on a video documentary about all everything that's been happening, and she's got very personal ties to this disastrous fight that happened.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's an it's an interesting uh, story to kind of let you know how it lines up with the graphic novel. Uh, mm-hmm. The graphic novel kind of mentions that there is this conspiracy that maybe it uh-huh. was a hoax. But that's not what the graphic novel is about at all. Uh, The graphic novel follows Phil Sheldon through his career as a photojournalist, uh, covering um, the the original Human Torch uh, to when Namor first starts walking out of the water. Um, to when Captain America first shows up, to when the mutants first start appearing, all of that stuff, to when the Fantastic Four first get their powers, uh, all sorts of stuff, to the death of Captain Stacy, uh, at which he's, 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 mm. he's just like, you know what, maybe I'm done with this. The world is, is not a great place, and these heroes... So to speak, maybe aren't the best people because the, they're blaming Spider-Man for the death of Captain Stacy. Um, and then he ends up meeting up with like Luke Cage and and uh, 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 other people. He learns that the police don't suspect Spider-Man, and he goes, okay, maybe they're not all that bad. And then he meets Gwen Stacy, and he's like, man, she's fantastic. I like her. She's a good girl. He's, oh, you know what. That's why the heroes are here. They're here to protect people like her. Mm-hmm. And then she gets kidnapped and thrown off of a bridge, and Spider-Man ch- tries to save her, and the whiplash snaps her neck. Uh, so, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, see, so he-, he ends up retiring, uh, and I think his kids then kind of pick up the mantle after h- h- him as still more h- heroes start showing up. But, yeah, it's just these, like, snapshots of just what what, what it's like to be a normal person amongst these people with powers Um, Mm. whereas the podcast that we listened to today was like let's go deep into that one thing that they mentioned how the whole galactus thing might be a hoax and do the investigative journalism podcast which is a great story like, it fits super well. I like that. I think I just would have liked to see that, like, I want the snapshot of, like, how did all of this entire Marvel universe fit together and stuff through the eyes of this one guy there. But, yeah.
1: Yeah, I would have liked to have seen that. I like that idea of just a civilian in New York City who just has superheroes appearing in their life over and over again. It's like, oh, we've got these four people who went to space and weird things happen to them and they got superpowers. Okay, we have a spider guy. Oh, there's a guy who shoots lasers out of his eyes? Like, this is going to keep happening? Is this life now? (laughs) What do I do about this?
0: (laughs) Yeah, it's good. Um, But yeah, I I mean, I, I still, I enjoyed the podcast and stuff. But yeah, like I said, just those personal attachments. Mm -hmm. cool uh well let's get into housekeeping and then we will move on and dive in a little bit farther and start talking about the plot and spoilers and all of that stuff uh so if you guys did not know ladies and gentlemen we have multiple podcasts here at the whatnots uh in fact melissa and i just recorded our 100th episode of the Whatnots, Captain's Log, which is our weekly off-topic show uh, where we just hang out, talk about our lives and what we're doing, what we're watching, funny stories, reminiscing on past (laughs) times, playing games, talking about the future, all sorts of stuff. Uh, We got to play some Mad Libs, some trivia Some two truths and a lie. All sorts of stuff for our big 100 mm. uh, hundred e- e- episode celebration. It was a lot of fun. I think you guys should go check that one out. Uh, you guys can find more info on our website, thewhatnots.com, or wherever you listen to your podcast. Just type in the whatnots and our shows will pop up right there. Uh, I mentioned our Patreon, patreon.com slash thewhatnots. Uh, is where you can support us. Uh, we have all kinds of exclusive content as well that you guys can check out uh, in the next week or so here. I should be p- 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 putting up uh, a Patreon-exclusive a- 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 episode of the Reactor Core, uh, in which we are talking about movie t- trailers from the 90s. Uh, I mean, from mm-hmm. the 2000s. We already have one up from the, <laughs> the 90s, but we're about to do one from the 2000s. Um, and we will eventually have a third one of that from the 2010s, and we've been t- talking mm-hmm. about what all of these trailers are like uh, and the trends that we are n- 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 noticing, stuff like that. And it was good. It was a l- lot of fun to do d- d- those. So,
1: Yeah, these uh-huh. have been some of my favorite things we've recorded this year, <laughs> these trailer episodes. They're real goofy. For sure,
0: yeah. Uh, last but not least, we would like to give a big shout out to our Patreon supporters at the five dollar tier. Uh, so thank you, Sam, for helping us thank out, you. For keeping the mics on, keeping this podcast rolling. We appreciate it a lot. Thank you,
1: <laughs> much. Yeah. If Sam doesn't give us that money every month, this on-off button on my mic does not work.
0: Yeah, that's that's how it works. ceases here, to Post. function. Uh, yeah. So <laughs> thank you so much. But with that, let's get on. New spoilers mm. there we go spoiler alert we are in spoiler territory let's start breaking everything down uh melissa so the, the one thing you mentioned wa- was that this is a period piece this takes mm. place in the 1960s i think around 67 um okay is, is when they dated this i think um
1: does that, I I want to stop and ask you, does that make a big difference in terms of Marvel canon history? Like, is was there a bunch of stuff that happened in, like, Marvel Comics history where it's like, oh, no, no, this is 67. And you can tell because of these things. Well, so
0: that's one thing that the graphic novel does really, really well, mm. is all of these Marvel comics are, are kind of just getting their the, 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 the start all around the same time in the Mm. early to mid 60s so yeah you see this photographer who is uh you you know photographing the original human torch fighting with namor uh and then the next day day, day, there's those mutant protests at the the Mm. college and he like there's just this like Feeling in in the air like i mean we, we've had the black lives matter protests mm-hmm. uh which i i guess i should mention uh i forgot to, to say that all this month uh we are donating our patreon money uh, uh to the aclu so 100 per, per, mm-hmm. per percent of our proceeds uh will be g- 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 going to the aclu uh if you would like to jo- join us on patreon or that that would be amazing however you don't have to jo- join our patreon to donate uh if if we were the ones that uh did kind of inspire you to j- donate uh and stuff like that it'd be neat if you guys could take a screenshot of your receipt r- r- seat and let us know uh so that we can tally up all of that stuff at the end of the month here um but yeah so it's neat because you see all of these things happening at once and there's this real like culpable just like it's something is happening something is changing Mm -hmm. and I think we felt something similar with that when all of these protests started happening Uh, I'm sure uh, 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 other people have experienced it at different times I remember like 9-11 like there was just something Mm. different about what was going on for better or for for, for, for worse right There, there was just like this is strange. Things are changing. And I think mm. uh, at the, that time in Marvel Comics, that's kind of what was happening. You have uh, the Fantastic Four doing their thing. Spider-Man is doing their thing. We know the X-Men are just getting started. And it's all happening at the same t- time. Um, and you you didn't need to read all of those comics to understand what was happening but you did start to see them cross over every once in a while, and you could kind of start to line things up of just like, okay, this happened first, then that thing, and then that. Um, so I, I guess in terms of the podcast, I, I, I don't know if it's super important that it took place in the 60s. Mm-hmm. They could have said it in any time period, but I think they just went with like with the time period of "Hey, this is when Marvel Comics was getting started." Uh, let's mm-hmm. head it back then, um, and I yeah, it it works out fantastically. However, I do I did notice that I thought, uh, despite it being set in the sixties, it's pretty timeless. I feel like it's yeah it reminded me a lot of batman <laughs> the animated series in
1: that sense i can see that yeah it's a wonder we don't hear more period piece podcasts because it's it seems much easier to do than a period piece movie or tv show like you don't have to source don't have to any, have to any antique visuals. cars or costumes or props or like no a woman's hair would be styled this way like Everybody, you just match the lingo. Maybe work on some background music a little bit, and that well, does gee, a lot that's of the work. Swell.
0: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> there you go.
1: <laughs> yeah, throw in some more swells. uh, You've made it a period piece. Exactly.
0: What's the, uh? What's that one scene? There's a scene in the podcast where I think it's Peter Parker that says a certain mm. word. I forget the word he uses, but he's like there. I don't know, flabbergasted. He says some some yeah. stupid word, and they're just like, what are you t- talking about? He's like, my aunt says it all the time. Uh,
1: right, yeah, and then he says something even older, yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, that's good. So, okay, let's dive into the plot a little bit, then. Set in the 1960s, I think 1967, like we mentioned, uh, the Skies open up with rocks and fire. Seems like it's the apocalypse, the end of dead d- days. Mm. Uh, and all of a sudden, this like humanoid silver person on a surfboard b- 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 comes flying out yeah. of the sky and he's like, Get ready to get eaten, y'all. Uh, <laughs> uh, and shortly after him, Galactus shows up and he is this giant mm. creature. He is a des- destroyer, devour, uh, devourer, devourer. Uh, that's a w- 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 weird word to say. One who devours. Yeah, uh, and he's planning on chowing down on planet Earth.
1: Him and his big purple hat.
0: Yeah, I want a big purple hat like that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But-
0: So he shows up, and he's like, I'm going to eat your entire planet. And the Fantastic Four are like, not if we have anything to say about it. (laughs) Uh, And they fight him off, and they beat him, and we kind of get some street-level stuff of what's going on. Um, We see people panicking. We see people looting and rioting. Uh, We see people being hurt and going to, to, to the hospitals and stuff like that. And Phil, uh, 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 Phil and Ben, all uh, right. Uh, 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 I keep wanting to say Phil Yarek, uh, because he is a character too. That's Ben's son. Uh, and I, oh. if I'm not mistaken. He ends up turning into one of the hob goblins. Um, Whoa. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so
1: there's multiple hobgoblins. goblins. There is. Yeah. Hobbs
0: goblin. Hob's goblin himself. Um, <laughs>
1: Hobbs and Goblin, a new film in the Fast and Furious legacy.
0: Exactly. Uh, So they're on the street helping people, trying to figure out what's going on. Uh, And yeah, they notice this giant machine that is on top of the Baxter building Mm -hmm. and and stuff like that there. And eventually the Fantastic Four beat Galactus. um, And things kind of slow down and they're like, okay, how do, how do we clean up? How do we rebuild? What do we do? Like what's next? Uh, and of course for these reporters, it's reporting on the story and what actually happened. Uh, and I think they're trying at first to do the more like human a- a- aspect of like what it's like to be a normal person mm-hmm. in the midst of all of this stuff. Um, and at the same time, I know Phil is also, he's like, I, I have this idea for a coffee table book, Marvel.
1: <laughs> it's going to be pictures of all these
0: superheroes and stuff. And then this happens. Um, yeah. Which, uh, I, well, I'll, I'll save that for down the road. We'll get, to that. we'll get to that in a bit. I'll circle back around to that coffee table book. Um,
1: <laughs> I wish more superhero stories were also about coffee table books.
0: Right? Wouldn't that be great? Um. What so so yeah. Then J Jonah Jameson c- 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 comes in. He's like, "No, it's a hoax. it's, it's all fake, fake news." Um. And mm-hmm. and they're just like, "Okay, Jonah, ch- ch- you crazy person." Uh. And they're they're like, "Well, wait a minute." He's actually saying some things that kind of make sense. Uh, and and then they they are they're like yeah actually maybe he is there are do, there are some things that oddly don't make sense or mm. oddly line up and so they start investigating that way. In terms of all of that stuff, how did you like this podcast as a like investigative journalism show? Uh, was 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 the mystery of this whole conspiracy like is it real is it not it what like how did that draw you in? Or did, 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 did it?
1: I, I will say that initially, I was hoping this podcast would be more about the battle, like more during the battle. Mm-hmm. The battle's like the first episode. And I think in the second episode, some of the stuff from Phil's perspective, then you hear like Ben's perspective of it. So it's really just like two episodes spent on the battle. And then it's all aftermath. And I'm like, really wanted more of the battle i was kind of hoping the whole thing would be mostly battle yeah not that it's all action scenes but that it is the disaster and immediate fallout of that for the citizens of new york city like it is reporters running around it is people trying to like build shelters and like oh your apartment building was knocked down you know, come, come inside come with me like i'm gonna watch over you mm-hmm. like good samaritans People watching out for each other, people trying to figure out how they can help. Like, well, gee, I can't, you know, light my body on fire, but is there anything I can do to stop Galactus? Uh, I got my BB <laughs> gun, you know? Like, I wanted to see a lot more of that. So I was hoping for more battle, okay. but that's okay. I do appreciate the hoax aspect of the story. That's something I haven't it's seen in a lot of superhero bit. stories before. Right. Like the closest thing I've seen to it is uh, Spider-Man Far From Home, where it turns out the whole thing is a hoax at the end, but nobody's thinking that before it happens. I like this turn on it, that there was a legitimate battle, but because the superheroes involved are like such super scientists, people are looking at it saying, you could have rigged that whole thing up. You could have made that happen. We've seen plenty of constructed threats in superhero stories, like that's how Watchmen ends. Right. You know, Azamandius makes a giant, uh, he kidnaps a bunch of movie special effects people and makes them build a giant alien that he's gonna make humankind believe came down from space to unite humankind. Yeah. Stuff like this has happened. But I like that. This is a world where the people think that is likely, even if that isn't the case. They're still like, well, Reed Richards is smart enough to make a guy show up that looks like
0: this is happening. Considering the time period it's set in and that this is the start of things or Mm -hmm. like it has been for a couple years now. It's still one of those things of like these are these kinds of people are new. They have all sorts of like godlike powers. Can we trust Mm. them? Can we believe them? Them. They seem to have helped a lot, but they also destroy a lot of property and people get hurt and stuff like that. Like, is is this? Are are these people that we should really be putting our faith in and
1: mm. stuff like that? And I think this podcast does a good job of portraying that no superhero is really qualified for what they're doing outside of the fact that they have superpowers. Like, they are just folks. Yep. They're just folks who are now, yeah, you know, rock people or invisible or covered in fire or real stretchy. But beyond that, you know, like they're trying their best just as any citizen in the, in the disaster would be. And when you get the interviews with all the Fantastic Four members, Sue says something really poignant. Like she tells them, we're explorer. We're explorers. We are not soldiers. This is not something we know how to do. Right. We're trying our best here.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, which is, I, I think one, 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 thing that I don't think any of the Fantastic Four movies have really explored yet. I guess I haven't seen mm-hmm. the most r- recent one, uh, but I think
1: it's, it's on Disney Plus. I saw that earlier. Yeah, I
0: think, I think it came out this past week on there,
1: right, or something like that.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but like, they, they very rarely get the family aspect right they very rarely get the fact that yeah they're not soldiers they're not fighters they're like they they Mm -hmm. have learned to fight out of necessity but they are explorers like you said they are scientists they are just your everyday new yorker but just all of a sudden now has these super
1: powers and i guess depending on what variant of the story you have they might not even all be scientists like we just read those original comics Reed is a scientist Ben is a pilot Johnny is a teen and I'm not sure what Sue's background is she may be she's old, a party girlfriend host. and sister yeah right? right it didn't seem like she was necessarily a scientist either she's so this is a team woman. with one very very <laughs> smart guy and his three pretty normal competent friends yeah
0: sue ends up just like her her quality in the early comics is woman (laughs) yeah (laughs) um so yeah like i i I think when i read what this one was more about that it was focusing more on the aftermath of the fight with Galactus. I thought it was, yeah, going to be that investigative journalism, but focus on k- kind of piecing together what happened in this fight based off of accounts from someone who was in their bodega yeah. <laughs> when it ha- happened um, versus uh, someone who had to evacuate their, their apartment. Uh, mixed mm. with interviewing, I would have wanted more of that. Yes, yeah, Sue. Of just like, what were you actually doing up yeah. there? Or hey, we 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 finally got Alicia Masters to give her mm-hmm. s- side. Well, she didn't see anything because she's blind, <laughs> but she's in on on the you know she, like she's in with them since she's the girl f- 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 of Ben. Grim, so maybe she has some mm. insight of what they were up to, and stuff like that. Like i I think I was expecting more of that um stuff, rather than I, I, I think I I want to use the word cinematic, um which which is not which is yeah. which is absolutely a compliment. Like I I, I think that mm. they did a fantastic job again. No pun intended. Uh, but I think mm-hmm. I, I I don't know. Like, I feel like I had my expectations set lower and they exceeded them in a really cool way or just how the story was s- set up and, and stuff. Mm-hmm. And how they went about I expected it to be a lot smaller scope. That makes sense. Yeah.
1: I would have loved a lot more of these little man on the street Interviews Mm -hmm. and hearing these personal perspectives, like you said, like I had to close my bodega, I had to help get my elderly neighbors out of our apartment building. Maybe I took in people from another apartment building. You know, my kid was out at school that day. I had to run to the school because I needed to like bring them home myself. We get a little bit of that with that old woman who Ben and Phil are helping. And I like that she came back. Like I said, we've got like okay. Phil's side of things and then Ben's side of things. And Ben, like Phil runs off. He's he's like, I need to be with my family right now. And Ben's like, I'm going to carry this old woman to the hospital. I think she still needs our help. You know, she's pretty shaky. And then it's his travels with her across the city. Yeah. And she they get her to the hospital and she doesn't make it. And he's like, I heard this woman's story she survived the Holocaust, and a piece of street debris is what took her out. Yeah. Like, this isn't right. <laughs> yeah.
0: um, Yeah, like, I, I, I think it would have been really neat to kind of have this Rashomon effect of, mm-hmm. es- especially with yeah. this conspiracy of, we don't know exactly what happened and what we thought happened might not have. So to get one... Pro- person saying, it happened like this. I saw it. This happened and this happened. And then someone else is like, no, that's not what happened at all. I was there. Mm. This happened and then this. Not that thing. You know, it was this one thing. And then them kind of having to piece together okay, what did actually happen? Who's right here? Um, Mm. I think would have been neat. And I think it also would have been neat Uh, like you said, we didn't get much fighting uh, which is I think is also yeah. one of my biggest disappointments with this. Um mm. which I I kind of understand it. Fights are maybe not the most audio <laughs> drama friendly thing. Yeah. Um yeah. fights are mainly visual. Mm. But I I think you can do it. And I think that's yeah. especially what comics excels at. And mm. I, I I you know like I having these big conversations during the fight scene. And I know Lauren Shippen is a fantastic writer uh, and does mm-hmm. some phenomenal character work. I Like, yeah, I, I feel like she'd 100% be capable of making more fight scenes work out like that. Um, and I yeah. think it would have been... One last thing, I, I I think it would have been neat to see these everyday people trying to explain mm. it, and we get like the scene yeah. trail off, and it g- 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 goes to their version of the fight scene and what mm. they thought ha- ha- happened. Uh, and then yeah. it comes back, and they're, they're like, and that's what happened. I swear to God. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I know, yeah, doing a big battle like this in an audio drama format would be really challenging, but I am kind of intrigued to see, to hear what they would do with yeah. that challenge. Like, how would they portray an audio? Sue is invisible now. Yeah. How do you make a woman sound invisible? <laughs> Interesting. How do you make Reed sound stretchy?
0: Nisha, <laughs> if you're listening to this, let Please. us know. How do you make a person sound like they're invisible? <laughs> amazing <laughs> we want to know yeah um or, or just like again with what we were g- g- given the the whole idea is we don't know exactly how this fight went down and yeah we don't really get the fight i think it's episode like two or three we get the start of the fight um and 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 then we don't get much of it um and then we come back to that scene i think in episode like nine or ten but it's kind of the same scene. Like we don't get any more of that fight. Uh, and so I was a little disappointed in that. Because uh, I was expecting Reed to be like, no, here's actually what ha- happened. And he would explain the fight. And like I, I was hoping that the finale would be this fight. Uh, and it would focus more on the Fantastic horror of how they beat G- G- Galactus. Uh, What happened in the aftermath with the Fantastic Four, how Reed got in contact with Senator Byrd to then be like, hey, I will take the blame for this if you stop with this anti-mutant rhetoric and stuff like that. Like, we don't get that side of the story. I mean, he he explains that that's what happened, but, like, we, we don't, from, like, the start of the fight to when that happens, we don't get that.
1: I I did like that twist in the end. I would have, like, I agree with you. I, I would have liked to have seen the political machinations that were apparently happening behind the scenes. Although I understand that it's like we we can't show you that because that's supposed to be the twist at the end. That was a something I'd also not gotten from a superhero story before. Is I am going to use my superhero might not in a literal sense, like my actual superpowers, but the fact that I am a Uh, like a pillar of this community. And that's got some sort of social pull to it. Mm -hmm. I have clout to myself. What can I do with this? I like that Reed was like, I will take the fall for this. I will be the city's new villain pretty much. If you do this social political thing for me, like this is so valuable to me. I am out as a superhero. I will end my career as a superhero. If this is what it takes to get this done. Is that a character fr- uh, from the stories, the Senator Bird? I didn't know if that was a name I was supposed to recognize.
0: Um, yeah, that that is. I think. Oh, uh, let's. Well, he's not. Um, let's see, Senator B Y R D. Nope. Uh, Harrington Bird. Here we go. This is from marvel.fandom.com. Harrington Bird mm-hmm. was a U.S. senator who was skeptical of Tony Stark's uh, acc- acc- accumulation of government contracts. Mm. Uh, blah, 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 blah. Bird suspected Stark of destroying his own plants and being a communist spy. You also know Senator Byrd from the MCU. He is the same one in Iron Man 2, who's who is very uh not trusting of Tony Stark. Oh is
1: this Gary Shandling?
0: Yeah, it's it's basically that oh. character. Oh, um,
1: I did not remember his name from the movie. So okay. Yeah,
0: and it's 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 uh he, he's the one that p- 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 pins the con- yeah. congressional medal on Stark and then yeah. in uh Winter Soldier he's the one that uh hugs yes. a- 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 Agent <laughs> Sitwell and is like, "Hail Hydra." Uh, yeah,
1: okay. Yeah,
0: it that that's basically the same character if I'm not mistaken.
1: All right. Is Charlie Martinez a, a pre-existing comics canon character? Um
0: that one I don't know. Let's see. I you...
1: really liked her. She was a lot of fun. And this is a story that is it's an investigative drama. It's about a lot of these tense socio-political issues.
0: This is a very like well done she
1: show. Is. She's got to be in something. because She was so fun. Like this show was not, it was well done, but it was not fun to listen to, I would say. But Charlie comes in and she brings a lot of, uh, like she's not a goofy character, but she's she's a teen. She's this teen genius. So she's just more lighthearted than the rest of the cast. And she brings a lot of levity that I think the story really needed
0: yeah, it looks like she's an original character, I think, from <sighs> for the podcast.
1: I want oh, she's not even in the Marvel's graphic novel. A- again, this is not
0: something that they oh. like they like hyperphyxiated for on something in the po- in the podcast and expanded on that. <sighs>
1: Well, Lauren, Shippen, you gotta start writing some Marvel comics because I want the expanded Charlie Martinez adventure. Yeah,
0: she was fun. I, I I do agree with you there. I think she was the most fun character. Mm. Um, I I'm I'm wondering if it was just a conscious decision to be like there's really no women in this podcast like we don't really get to see much of sue we get one interview with her but again like she is
1: <laughs> well you may see nothing of sue depending yeah. <laughs> on if she
0: has her powers turned on no pun intended i didn't even think of that uh, but yeah like like she is uh, she's still she has this like godlike status still like she is not a mm-hmm. normal person a- 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 anymore so we don't get to see much of her uh and then we get marcia i believe was her name uh and like she's the marcia one- yeah yes marcia. Okay, I, mean, I do, look, I do, I do like i, I do, do not remember names. anybody
1: pronouncing that marcia
0: i'm terrible with names at least i was c- close um <laughs> marcia 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 uh, yeah, we get her, and she's kind of the only woman in the show. Uh, until well, the, we we, meet. we
1: do also hear from Alicia, and there is uh that old woman that they're helping it during the battle that I mentioned earlier. You're right; they're there are there, these. But there's these peripheral women, but there's only one female protagonist, and so having Charlie for a couple episodes does kind of bolster the cast. Yeah, I I would like
0: more of her. Um, mm-hmm. which it it I guess we we are in spoilers. It sounds like there's going to be a season two. Ooh. I, I don't necessarily know what that's gonna be. We did get a like a post credits or like a mid credits scene on a, a, a episode ten, uh, in which it sounded like Senator Bird was some kind of gooey thing.
1: Right, the Senator Kelly thing from the X-Men movie.
0: Yeah, that's exactly what I thought of. Or, like, is somehow this venom somehow? This could be, like, the start of...
1: (laughs) Glop of some kind. Yeah, some... We have yet to see. Some
0: mysterious goo of some kind. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, we'll see. Um, Yeah, I I am wondering, especially since they did have Senator Byrd uh, heavily into the anti-mutant, rhetoric it would make sense if they mm. just mixed his character with mm. Senator Ke- <laughs> Kelly I believe his name was right uh, yeah and yeah they just do that story and season two focuses more on the X-Men and stuff like that
1: yeah um, we know there are mutants out here in the world mutants is a concept or talked about very much but I don't think except for is it Freddy was Marsha's fiance's name I think so Except for him, we don't get any other specific mutants. And I was waiting to see if, like, Storm is in this, Cyclops is in this, Kitty Pride is in this. But we didn't get any specific characters that you recognize.
0: So, there is one scene that is kind of from the graphic novel. Um, I, I believe it's Phil. Phil Sheldon is uh, recounting a memory of his when he... Uh, ended up taking place in mm, a protest right. test and was in a right. riot, uh, and he ended up grabbing a brick. It like it's not necessarily something he wanted to, to do, but it just happened. Um, mm-hmm. And and he ended up throwing it at some mutants and stuff like that. And then one of the mutants stepped forward. To hold the other mutants back and be like they're not worth it. Um, mm-hmm. And in the graphic novel, I believe that is Cyclops. That is the one that steps in. Right. And, and I think in the audio drama podcast, they mentioned that he shot a laser from his eye.
1: Right. Um, yeah. In you're I, I forgot see. about that because it was a flashback, flashback. scene. But you're right. There is a a specific mutant in the yeah. story besides Marsh's fiance. So,
0: The first class of X-Men would have been there, but it would have been something that I don't know if they had really announced to the world yet. Or if they did, they just didn't cover it in in this podcast. And maybe Mm. they can continue in this time period and and be like, okay, while all of that was happening, here's what was happening with the mutants. Stuff like that. So that Mm -hmm. could be neat.
1: I, uh, the mutants and the protest side of the story, it, it's very important. It adds a lot of social weight to the story, but I don't know if I narratively needed it because the stuff they introduced at the beginning was honestly enough to sustain an entire podcast for me. Yeah. Like the, I could have had just the fight with Galactus and like the fallout with the Fantastic Four and that would have been plenty of story for me to
0: enjoy. That was also a weird one for me because I thought, since we didn't get the superhero fight as the mm. season finale, uh, instead we got speeches. Which yeah, I thought was which I lackluster, even though they were I good speeches.
1: I Not did written, kind of appreciate relaxed. that at the end of all of this, it's words that really helps heal the city it's words that get them closer to solving their problems yeah uh, my heart appreciated that they
0: have good you messages are right too right yes it's, it's, yeah. it, it's it is about like hey we need to work together these guys are mm. people too like just because c- mm. c- c- the color of their skin is different or they have some kind of power that you might not doesn't mean they're less of a new yo 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 A new yo-yorker. Right? Like Yeah. They can still buy a hot dog from your stand.
1: Hot dogs for everyone.
0: They can still wait for the Hulk like everyone else in who's writing these fantastic four comics.
1: Who is the Hulk? Watch out for the Hulk.
0: Exactly. So... Yeah, like I like I appreciate those messages. Mm-hmm. But it, like I I felt like while the mutant side of that story was good and it was fine. Mm-hmm. It, it was background noise for me and then to, mm. to have the like finale moment be a speech about that stuff, I was just like this seems a little off to me. Like th- th- this this kind of came out of nowhere. Like why didn't you f- like if 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 Marsh's speech was g- g- going to be like the emotional season finale, like this is it, mm-hmm. man. I really think they should have focused more on the the X Men side of yeah. the story. Like, I don't need the g- Galactus story. Like, the mm-hmm. Galactus stuff almost seems like a distraction to what they wanted the <laughs> finale to be. Yeah, and 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 yeah, or or it, or the uh, uh, other way around. Like, I. That, like the conspiracy of of is this real or or not is a great mm. co- concept and I think yes, yes to have the tr- the truth finally come out is fantastic but mm-hmm. Reed gets gets Kanye'd right he, or he he he, he gets <laughs> Taylor <laughs> Swifted uh, yes and, and she's like all right I'm gonna let you finish but. Uh, and and which is also funny because a member of the Wu Tang Clan also plays Ben yeah. Yerik and the fact that Kanye did that to Taylor Swift was not the first time that happened in an award show. In oh. fact, ODB from the Wu Tang Clan did that back in the nineties. They thought Wu-Tang was going to win best rap album that year. I don't think they did. They gave it to uh, Diddy, And I I think a few members of Wu-Tang rushed the the, the stage and was like, we'll let you finish, but Wu-Tang. Wu-Tang is for the children. Um, (laughs) Also, kind of a funny connection that there's an actor. From them here. But uh yeah, like he 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 gets interrupted and the spotlight is taken away from him. And so it was just like, well, Mm -hmm. so should I have been paying attention more to the mutant stuff? It seemed like it was just a side story. Like
1: It's it's yeah, it's sort of a choice. Yeah, it's window dressing of the setting and like background character motivation for Marcia for for Phil a little bit. I liked all the stuff that was in this story, but I do wonder if some of it could have been split off into like another season. Yeah. So that other things could take up a little bit more space. Like we could have really focused on the battle with Galactus and the Silver Surfer and the hoax, and that's all something. Yeah. And then the the mutant rights and the protests. And Marsha's fiance dying is like another season on its own. Yeah. Like,
0: I, I, there, there's so much that the Marvel's graphic novel covers that they could have done what they did in here, where they just hyper fixate mm-hmm. and expand and do all of that stuff. And they can potentially continue the show for seasons, you know, following Yeah, Phil's career. Um, and yeah, like, I'm I'm wondering if it was one of those things that, like, it, it, it was a, hey, we'll see how season one d- 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 does. And if, if it's doing well, we'll give you a season two. Um, mm-hmm. And so maybe it was, like, you know, three quarters of the way into season two. They were like, all right, cool. We're doing season two. Uh, and that's when they were like, okay, I guess that means kind of need to pivot the season finale so that Marsha has a little bit more of a spotlight and, uh, maybe, uh, we get this like mid credit scene with Senator bird and he's a giant puddle of pudding or something, you know,
1: (laughs) behold the fearsome origin of the pudding man.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Um, yeah. Like it, like I, I, I enjoyed it. And uh, uh, again, the production is fantastic.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, the acting's great in this. I really yeah. enjoyed Cliff Method Man Smith. Yeah, he has a lovely voice. He's a fantastic a-
0: actor. Mm-hmm. I believe he's in uh, the Luke Cage TV show, too. Oh. Um, but, but yeah, they, they do some acting every now and then. Um, mm mm-hmm. What I wanted to ask you next is, did you have a favorite scene? You mentioned your favorite character. Did you have a favorite mm-hmm. scene?
1: I love any t- I think this happens twice, where they go to Charlie's apartment, and they have to, like, get through her mom to get to Charlie. Who's speaking Spanish. And Charlie's like, yeah. mom. Yeah. And
0: Bill is <laughs> like, hola. Uh, Pola, uh <laughs> m- may, may Lamo, uh, Phil. <laughs>
1: Like I just like that. Um, what is it like to be the mom of a teen genius? Like, was it to be a mom already? Like, okay, your your friends are coming to the door. Who are these friends? Let me talk to them before I, I let feel like them they in. Nailed that Why are they showing though, up at this hour? The,
0: the like mm-hmm? the the like Hispanic mom with the kid who is a teenager who can is bilingual, and yeah, they like speak Spanish at home, but then she speaks English, mm-hmm. you know. And it's just like I think. I think they nailed that. It like that like New York yeah. Spanish thing there.
1: I don't know this firsthand,
0: but it did feel I've, believable. I've seen it me. in movies. I've I've, yeah. I've seen movies before. <laughs> I've seen
1: movies. <laughs> but I like that it's that normal mom thing of trying to like filter through all these random friends you don't know that are showing up to talk yeah. to your teen. But some of them are like, Hi, we are adult reporters here to see your daughter because she's a genius and she builds all this. And the mom has to deal with all these inventions around the house, blowing stuff up. Yeah. I would watch an entire <laughs> Martinez family sitcom.
0: Yeah, that would be fantastic. Good. Um, yeah, I-, I liked those scenes a lot. Um, I think for me, it was the scene when we finally got the full interview with Reed.
2: Yeah, that scene
0: was uh, that, that that whole because it's basically the entire episode. I think it's episode seven, and yeah, it, that that one is fascinating because that is Reed basically confessing to everything. Uh mm. I, I don't know about you. Uh I think it was Ethan Peck who played Mr. Fantastic, if I'm not mistaken. Uh oddly sounds a lot like Dr. Richard Strand.
1: Right. Paul. I got huh? such Richard Strand vibes. What are you from doing, this? doing there? It's like the same, the same like dry, humorless, flat. Yeah, it's perfect for this. I loved it. They it. mean it's yeah. Richard Strand a lot.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, who, 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 who do we send supernatural t- t- tapes to when the supernatural thing is Dr. Richard Strand himself? Huh? Yeah. Riddle me that, Paul. <laughs> yeah. um, but uh, yeah, like I, I think that one is fine because it's it's so well written. Lauren did a fantastic. Mm-hmm. Job with that, and and I they they never spell a, 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 they never spell a, 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 anything out clearly. Redoes mm. this thing. Well, I'll answer that with another c- question. And like, well, actually, what I think you mean is is this and yeah. that thing. So that means why did I do this? Let's have you figure it out. You know, <laughs> and it's they, yeah. they never say things explicitly. He's he mm. just like it was I, your new local villain, Doctor Reed Richards. <laughs> Doctor Encourageable. Yeah, um, yeah, it, like it, it just it it felt classy. It felt tense. Uh, there mm. were believable pauses in 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 the the deliveries of these lines as. Ben and Phil are wrestling with now what they think happened. And I was just like, this is great. This is phenomenal. Mm -hmm. Uh, And Mm -hmm. more of that, please. And in fact, if you want more of that, go check out The Bright Sessions. uh, Yeah. Lauren Shippen, because she does some Mm -hmm. fantastic character work. She
1: she does. She's got a great voice. I love how her characters... Ask smart questions of each other. But
0: they're just. And so it's human all about a jerk. <laughs> t- 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 right, is yeah. The like, backbone of this story, or at least what they did with mm. the uh, 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 audio drama v- version of this story. He's like, I have this idea for a coffee table book called Marvels, that these godlike mm. figures that have powers and all of this stuff. And by the a- 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 end of this, yeah, it's this revelation that like actually they're people like they're not these godlike figures they don't know more than you and me even if they are geniuses they're just people mm-hmm. um and yeah. I, I think that that is where lauren shippen really shines
1: mm-hmm. uh, i have a question for you this is kind of a wrapping things up question Shoot, so if you have any other it. points introduce them now
0: Uh, so I I did want to talk a little bit about Phil Sheldon. Uh, I think he's a pretty cool character. Um, he also, I like that he
1: has an, Hmm? go ahead. I like that he has an eye patch. He, does he have an eye patch? Cause there were, there were times that he mentioned like having one eye or I, you know, What? Because uh, that's what he he doesn't mention eyes plural. He mentions eye singular. So I he? thought initially like, oh, he's got an eye patch. What an interesting character trait to add into an audio drama where you can't see it. You just have to hear that he has an eye patch. But then I second guessed myself and I'm like, wait, is he speaking metaphorically? Like he has two eyes, but when he's talking about a singular eye, he's talking about the lens of his camera.
0: I think he does have an eye patch, actually.
1: Oh, it was literal.
0: Okay. Yeah, I I did not pick up on that. Um, yeah, good old patchy one Eye.
1: <laughs> I thought it was an interesting add-on, something we don't need, but it's just a fun window dressing to have around.
0: Publisher c- calls Galactus hoax. Editorial by J. Jonah Jameson. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Um, so you mentioned the book Kingdom Come. Uh, yeah. Phil Sheldon also makes a cameo in Kingdom Come. Oh, so wow. John Phil Sheldon is in both Marvel and DC Comics. Um, mm. On top of that, we read a book earlier on. On uh an episode of the review show. I don't remember off the top of my head what episode this is. Let's see if I can find it here. But he makes a cameo in Spider-Man Blue. Oh. Uh episode 44 of the what not's review show. This podcast that you're listening to right now. Uh he's well he's so <laughs> he's one. mentioned. Uh, in Peter's first okay. scene in The Daily b- Bugle in Spider-Man Blue, ah. and then J. Jonah Jameson requests Sheldon to cover the photo op of Harry Osborn b- 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 in the hospital, he is reminded that Phil is covering the Tony Stark trial, which also probably involves Senator Byrd, since we mm. know that Senator Byrd does not like him. So... <laughs> mm-hmm. Um <laughs> Yeah, Jack says, "Maybe he looks like Mike Wazowski or a minion." <laughs> Bill Sheldon, Mike Wazowski. Yeah, he
1: doesn't have an eye patch. He is just uh, a cyclops, one-eyed, one-horned, flying
0: purple people eater. Um,
1: this is a, this is a society that does not like mutants, but is cool with literal cyclopses.
0: Right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so he's he's in a number of things. He's mentioned in another comic ca- called Marvel's X. Um, really? He makes an appearance in a the superhero squad show, a cartoon, um, and yeah, he's in this po- podcast here. Um,
1: Neat. Something else. What that a
0: journeyman. I- add. Was there anything else? Anything? Anything else? Yeah, I think I think for the most part that was my. My main things. I loved the acting. The sound design was fantastic. Yeah. I could in that yeah. one scene with Reed in that interview. Uh, you when I I didn't realize it at first, but when you hear Reed offering them drinks, you don't hear footsteps for him to go up and get those drinks. Oh, because he's stretching to to go get huh. them. You can like hear his
2: close like
0: move and i was just like amazing good job misha so good good so good um yeah like it just quality t- 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 top notch i hope they do more with this uh i don't know what they're going to do exactly but yeah i i, I hope we uh get some some returning characters more of bill more of marsha more of uh I don't remember her name charlie martinez there we go more
1: charlie yeah i would like to hear from this cast again (laughs) i would i want a second season just to know if Marsha's okay she goes through a lot
0: she does yeah or or like how how her documentary did does that change people's hearts and minds Mm -hmm. who knows
1: yeah or i'd like to meet her dad like i think it's mentioned that her dad used to work with phil and that's why phil Ah. is like taking her on as a protege
0: I think that'd be good. But yeah, Great, Kyle. season finale, I think to me, a little disappointing. Um, didn't get the fights and we end with speeches and then the speech that we got was one that was from a side story. <laughs> it's strange. I, I think that if, like, minus my attachment to how good I think the original graphic novel is and what mm. it d- d- does, yeah, I think that is my biggest disappointment that it ends pretty poorly, in my opinion. Um, Mm. But, yeah.
1: Okay. So, this audio drama, you've mentioned that it is produced and created by people who have worked on audio dramas that we love, that we've listened to before. And I think these... You and I have not covered these, but in the previous general The Whatnots podcast, you and Paul did talk about... The Bright Sessions and Ars Paradoxica and the Black Tapes. Who else uh, else from the world of audio dramas would you like to see take on a Marvel property and what would it be?
0: Oh, man. Uh, I would love to see the Night Vale team with Doctor Strange.
1: Oh, that is really good.
0: Yeah, that I think that would be really cool. Um, I think I would like to see. Uh, well, I, I like, that's the thing. I don't necessarily want to like typecast them and be like, "You did a sci-fi yeah. thing in space." Yeah, how, it's how about like okay, Captain.
1: What other? Sp-
0: you have to do
1: guardians of the galaxy another ragtag team on a spaceship. like i i don't
0: i don't necessarily want to say that but i like yeah i I don't know like i i i want to see some kind of marvel cosmic thing um yeah some alien sci-fi world um i don't know uh hmm
1: I was thinking back to the first audio drama that you and I covered together, which is an obscure little thing called The Fearsome Morning. Yeah. Very silly. And it's stories about this, the, <laughs> like this college age kid that gets an internship working for his favorite morning TV show host. I, I got an idea. And who's just one. like a, an eccentric weirdo and he has to keep doing all these weird requests like well he only wants to poop outside now he thinks that's healthier for him so we have to learn how to build an outdoor private bathroom and he only wants this color of shower curtain to surround the bathroom i'd love to see like what it's like to work for tony stark under that perspective like just a series of weird requests just like all right get me this i need to buy this painting (laughs) Make me a smoothie made out of this weird specific fruit that I ate on one vacation to one island. Yeah. Can you get me that, please? Thank you.
0: Um, I I, I was g- gonna take that same co- concept, but it follows Betty Brant as she works as a ah! secretary for J. Jonah Jameson. Oh, my
1: God. Oh, that's perfect.
0: Yeah, and just all the ridiculousness that she has to deal with. Um... If we do want to go the kind of uh, investigative reporter Mm. route, uh, they Marvel did a couple. I guess you could call them spinoff books. Uh, I think the first one started with the Civil War event. Mm. Um, a a couple well-known journalists and reporters broke off of the Daily. Bugle and started their own news company uh, called Frontline. One of the main characters of that was Ben Urich. Um and and he yeah he starts his own like investigative journalism uh, thing of like what was really going on here with civil war, what was the behind the scenes story? Uh, they c- cover mm. secret invasion too. So yeah, like I I think that would be an touch inter- an interesting thing like give me like a news a newsroom drama not yeah. not necessarily what we got in this podcast or what we got got with like the black tapes or tanis or stuff like that where the, mm. it's one per- person investigating a singular story i want the story of the newsroom
1: who yeah like the, the
0: drama between the reporters of like well how come he gets that desk by the window if he's sitting there he gets to see more stuff like he'll be the first one (makes) to to know and all that stuff and as well well, 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 as oh my god the scrolls are here they're everywhere don't trust anyone (laughs) you're a scroll i bet like you you know like (sighs) what
1: happens when
0: that happens right
1: yeah Um, like a workplace that dramedy maybe i'd like to see it be slightly it it could have some
0: comedic moments and stuff like that yeah Uh, i think
1: the king falls am team is really good at measuring out its tone and knowing mm. when to be funny and when to be very
0: serious king falls am taking on moon knight i think would be
1: incredible Oh, that's good night
0: it has multiple personalities uh some of his graphic novels it shows him teaming up with like wolverine and spider-man and stuff like that and by the end of the book you learn that those were all just figments of his imagination and he's he's just Mm. like out out in in the street yelling yelling, in in into the nothingness just being like ah wolverine (laughs) (laughs) I, i think that would be really funny but at the same time like have like a horror slash haunting vibe of just like what is really going on with this guy? He's strange, yeah, you know. Yeah. That'd be good.
1: I could do that. Good I stuff. also thought about um uh, Hadron Gospel Hour, how you could use that format for like a uh, an Owatu the Watcher oh, show. Yeah.
0: Good. Good. Uh, mm-hmm. we we've mentioned a lot of Marvel characters. I would like oh, to yeah. – there was a smaller audio drama that I remember uh, called Rex Riveter, I believe was the name of it. Uh, they mm-hmm. they did – it was a, like, crime noir, pulpy, like, it, you know, investigative hit. So there I was, right? And then this dame locked in. Uh, like, it, it's that type of stuff. I would like to see them – do a take on the question from DC comics mm, this like yeah. yeah like hardcore crime noir but at the same time him g- getting into all of these conspiracy theories d- and just ridiculous ones like those metal tips on the ends of your shoelaces i know what they're really for <laughs> and they're they're just like uh okay <laughs> watch out for those <laughs> it's like all right whatever weirdo uh, i think that would be fantastic so, good stuff
1: mm-hmm kyle do you have any other recommendations for this if you dug marvels what else might you enjoy yeah well
0: check out the graphic novel of course check out astro city uh, like I mentioned at the start, because that's kind of just this every, it's about this city that superheroes exist in, uh, and it's an anthology. Um, so every mm. issue is different. It covers a different character or a different, you know, normal person, uh, whether they live in a haunted house or they're a, like a low, low-tier superhero trying to keep their identity safe and they're just really bad at it. Uh, or they are like the Superman character and what that stress is like when you just can't turn off your powers and and stuff like that. It's 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 really good. It's fantastic. Um, what else would I recommend? That is just like a uh, I you no know, I I want to recommend um if I have the first. <clears throat> This, this is a comic c- c- called Irredeemable. Hmm. This goes, uh, it's by Mark Wade and Peter Krause. It's a ten. There's, there's ten volumes in this entire series. Um, it's, it's not as much of the like, check out the early days of superheroing. What were those like? This is a story about a world's Superman-like character who suddenly goes evil and uh, does this irredeemable act. And people are kind of coming to terms with this. Meanwhile, other superheroes are trying to investigate of like what really happened here like why why would he just do this all of a sudden like he seemed fine um and and it's it's an interesting story uh where it ends up is a very surprising twist and it's really really cool it's just Mm -hmm. like that's neat i like what they did with that uh so i i highly recommend that book Um, That's also by Mark Wade, who we mentioned with Kingdom Come. Um, So, there you go. Those would be my recommendations.
1: Cool. Uh, If you want more audio dramas, I mentioned some of my favorites earlier. Mm -hmm. Wolf 359 and King Falls AM I think are both really strong. And like I said earlier about King Falls AM, like good at managing tone. It, wolf 359 sure. is a bit of an odder case where it starts off as almost a, a whole comedy and ends at almost a whole drama but there's some good parts in the middle where it's a little comedy a little drama a little horror yeah very good sci-fi lots of stuff going on there that's those are some of my favorites and i inadvertently watched a movie this week that's set in this same time period oh nice which i thought was interesting I watched "Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark," oh, which I did not okay. know. Yeah, based on the classic kids' books of spooky stories, yeah. that movie is set in. Uh, <laughs> well, it starts on Halloween, but like the climax of the movie is Election Night, nineteen sixty eight, when Nixon is elected. It's such an interesting backdrop to pick for this movie, and like Weird, one of yeah. the characters' big, uh, their big conflict is that they're a draft dodger. <laughs> Okay. So he's trying to outrun all of these monsters and he's got this stress over like should I keep running? Should I, I I do my duty? Should I go be a soldier? Interesting stuff that that movie plays with from that socio-political setting in addition to like spooky things, ghosts and uh, monsters that hug you and absorb you into their body <laughs> and, you know, you you accidentally eat a toe from the garden.
0: God, I hate when that. <laughs> happens. <laughs> the worst, man.
1: Yeah. Yeah, check out Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark. Like the narr the narrative itself isn't anything super original in terms of uh teen horror movies, but it's really well it's well executed, very moody, atmospheric, looks good, and it's got this neat setting that they picked for it. Yeah. Cool.
0: Cool, good stuff. Um yeah, yeah, I I think that's that's all of my recommend for this stuff.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Good stuff. So, next week, uh, for those yes. of you guys who have been following along, we are watching season three of Mr. Robot. Um, yes. We have been covering Mr. Robot for the past c- couple months. Uh, and uh, we. Once a month, we follow a bigger story from season to season or volume Mm. to volume to its completion or at least to everything that is out currently, um, Mm. this stuff. And most recently, like I mentioned, we've been covering Mr. Robot, uh, which is a fun one. So season three is up next. Uh, If you guys want to catch up, seasons one and two uh, are both on Amazon Prime as well as mm-hmm. season 3 uh and we already have episodes up for those. Yeah. But Melissa, so that's
1: what we'll Mhm. Were you
0: ready to pitch for the following week after that or did you want to wait till next yeah. week? Yeah.
1: No, I've got pitches now for what we will be covering in 2 weeks okay. after we check in Let's with Mr. It. Robot. Uh so I just have 3 TV shows I found on the front page in Netflix. There you go. I didn't go too far this this week. Doing hard work there. Pitch number
0: one. <laughs> hmm? <laughs> Doing real hard work there.
1: Lots of elbow grease. Yeah. I had to go yeah. <laughs> to three different categories on their main oh, menu. Oh, man. And find so so like many. <laughs> right. Pitch number one. This is a show I've actually been wanting to pitch for a while, and I think it just got added to Netflix, okay. so they decided to promote it for whatever reason. I'm like, Good. Thanks for reminding me of this. This is the TV show Hannibal. Ah. This is created by Brian Fuller, whose work we've covered before. In our first year, we talked about American Gods. Last year, Uh, we talked about uh, Pushing Daisies. And I thought it might be neat if he's got such a storied TV career, if we pick another one of his shows, a very different one of his shows, and talk about this and sort of think about how it compares to the other two. Sure. So season one is 13 episodes. This is, of course, based on Hannibal Lecter, famous cannibal. The pitch, uh, the description for this is gifted criminal profiler Will Graham has a unique way of thinking that allows him to empathize with anyone, including psychopaths. But while helping the FBI pursue a particularly complicated serial killer, he decides he could use some help and enlists the brilliant psychiatrist Hannibal Lecter. <clears throat> the, two, <clears throat> the two form a partnership and it seems there is no villain they can't catch together but Lecter harbors a dark secret gee I wonder what this is his own brilliant mind has gone to the dark side and he has more in common with the criminals they hunt than Will could possibly imagine I watched this season before and I think I had a little bit into season two and just sort of fell off of it this is a really well done show very cinematic great to look at we're the most visually impressive TV season, TV series I've seen recently. Okay, and it's got a cool cast. We got Mads Mikkelsen, Hugh Dancy, Lawrence Fishburne, Gina Torres is in it, Gillian Anderson is in it. Nice, lots of cool folks.
0: Jack in the chat mentions that there seems to be a lot of cross over between fans of Mr. Robot and Hannibal.
1: It's another standing. reason why I thought this would be a good time to pitch it. I thought this would be a nice show to watch right after. Yeah. China I robot.
0: remember people t- talking about that one. I've heard really good things, especially for season <gasps> one. Uh, I, mm. I, I don't remember how well the other seasons were received and stuff like that. But uh, I, I remember people really, really liking season one at least.
1: Mm-hmm. Pitch number two, uh, this is another, this is a new show. This is a Netflix original. I'm curious to check out Space Force. Space Force. This is a new uh, workplace sitcom. It stars Steve Carell as a general who was tasked with creating the military's new space branch. He's like, you got to get boots on the moon by 2024. And it's just this madcap dash, like he doesn't know what he's doing. And he's working with all these scientists and pilots to try and figure out, okay, how do we get to space?
0: Right. I saw some (laughs) Uh, article. I don't know exactly how true it is because I didn't read the whole thing. Uh, But, you know, you can always trust the Internet. Um, But apparently that show has a chance to take the copyright for Space Force away from the g- 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 government. Oh. I, so I, who knows how true that is, but that'd be kind of interesting if they had the copyright wow. and the government c- couldn't make Space Force because of a TV show. <laughs>
1: <laughs> right. What a way to go down. It stars uh, Steve Carell, John Malkovich, and also has two improvisers who I love, uh, ben Schwartz, you may recognize from Parks and Rec or being the voice of Sonic the Hedgehog. I've and a woman named Tawny Newsom. I've heard the name. it has been on Comedy Bang. I've, I've hmm? heard that name, but I, I'm not familiar mm. with them. She's been on Comedy Bang Bang a lot, and I love her. They're all really skilled improvisers. Okay. So I'd be excited to see them uh, in a fun space show. And I love any type of story of a business disaster.
0: <laughs> okay. Sounds good.
1: And this counts. Okay. So we have Hannibal, which is a dark crime drama. We have Space Force, which seems like kind of a a goofier workplace comedy. And I thought for the third one, I'd pick something kind of right in the middle. A dramedy, if you will. And I wound up on Lucifer. Ah, okay. S- season one, 13 episodes. I... Have seen one episode of this show. Was it the pilot? I, it is not. A couple months ago, I was over at my parents' house, and my dad comes in, he turns on the TV, he goes to Netflix, and he goes to season four, episode six of Lucifer. And I'm like, dad, I didn't know you watched the previous three seasons and five episodes. He's like, oh, yeah, Lucifer's great. And he plays this episode. And the whole time he's like stopping to pause it for me and like explain to me what's going (laughs) on. (laughs) There's a lot to this show. I enjoyed it. That one random episode I saw that my dad tried to give me backstory for. So that I throw this in. We could check out season one. And this is based on a character partially created by Neil Gaiman, which I didn't know. Apparently he's part of like the Sandman
0: universe. So big legacy. Melissa, I'm going to tell you right now, we're going to do Lucifer season one. It's perfect timing. I've had that show on my Netflix. You for a long time because yes, it it is based off of a comic. Um, Mm. Lucifer is a character in Neil Gaiman's Sandman they meet and they talk and stuff yeah. like that and then about halfway through the book Lucifer's like you know what I quit I'm gonna go to Earth and <laughs> just hang out Yeah. Uh, and then I believe there's a Lucifer spinoff comic uh, by Mike Carey if I'm not mistaken and I think I think that's what this show is like loosely, loosely based off of, of just like, mm. hey, let's take this idea of the devil went down to the United States and just, just having fun. <laughs> um, and I actually started watching this show last week. I watched the first two episodes what? oh heck You're, you you've had to start uh, so I, I i yeah that's why this is perfect timing i i like okay. just started the show uh on my own time and so yeah wow. I, it's
1: this was the filler pick for me i thought you'd go with one of the first two so i'm like i don't know what else is Netflix. <laughs> it,
0: it just happened to work out uh but yeah i wow. I, I, I have heard decent things about this show, and I know mm-hmm. it's getting a fifth season, I believe. But I also heard that there was trouble with that fifth season. They announced it, and then they announced that ooh, there's something something went wrong, and we might not get the fifth season. But Netflix still has the thing of like it's official. Season five is coming soon, so I'm I'm sure. It's...
1: I'm I when I googled the show earlier to double check, like how many episodes is this? What's the basic description for this? Apparently there's going to be a season five and six. Yes, it's
0: it's uh it was not originally a Netflix original show, uh but it
1: yes it was on Fox I think so yeah
0: and it got canceled or something and then Netflix picked it up for season four uh, and I think they're doing season five and six too but it's it's an interesting premise devil goes to Earth and then helps to solve crimes.
1: Yeah, and he owns a nightclub. Yeah, like, I don't, this was a show that I did not know was so popular. I think you're right, maybe season one was not the best reviewed, but I guess it, like, built up steam and, like, built up this little cult the audience. First... And they're like, Fox canceled it? Who else will take yeah. it? We need more Lucifer. The first so
0: two that I saw was actually surprisingly good. They weren't great, mm. but for a pilot and all that stuff, I was like, yeah, I can see where this is going. Like, this would be really fantastic, so... Lucifer, okay. One, after we cover Mr. Robot, Heck? season three next week. Yeah, there you go. Exciting stuff. Right,
1: well, go ahead. Interesting. Yeah, don't know I expected that round of pitches to go.
0: <laughs> You're like, oh, dark crime drama. Kyle will pick that, right?
1: One. It. Well, I guess to look forward to this autumn when when I'll try Hannibal again, maybe for the Halloween <laughs> yeah. season
0: good stuff okay uh i think that about wraps this up for this week uh melissa where can the people find you on the internet
1: i am available on twitter and instagram at Wilkywit. that's w-i-l-k-y-w-i-t
0: and you can find me at yo kyle springer on twitter and instagram uh, if you guys want to stay up to date with all of our podcasts we are at the whatnots on twitter uh go like share subscribe do all that stuff go go watch us on youtube i think we're sitting at 74 subscribers on youtube right now so if you guys could help us out and subscribe that would be fantastic we are pushing for 100 uh we'll get there one day indeed um but yeah i think that is about it for us thank you for tuning in and listening we will be back next week for episode 112 Mm. Whatnots Review Show. Until then, bye.
1: Bye.